So James says, if any of you are among you are suffering, pray. If any of you are cheerful, praise. If any of you are sick, let the elders of the church come together, anoint you, and pray over you for healing. And so there's something about this coming together to pray and praise and to bless each other that makes a difference. James is talking about the true power of prayer, the power like Elijah had, where Elijah completely trusted in God. And those prayers were answered. And so he's asking us to have faith like that, a deep enough faith that it's strong enough that when somebody else wanders off, we don't just wander off behind them. Instead, we're still able to believe and pray and praise and bless so that that way that person can find their way back in, into the community of faith where they can be made whole. There are times when it's hard to believe. There is time when it's hard for your faith to be as strong as you need it to be in that moment. Times of great loss, times of confusion, times, times when you just can't believe anymore. And I always tell people that's okay, because we'll believe for you. And on the days where I'm struggling to believe, you can believe for me that when we come together, there is power in that coming together so that we are able to join together and believe for each other and with each other and that we'll be able just to lift each other up by the strength of our prayer. And I think it's important to figure out what this prayer thing really is. My children are the ones who taught me to pray. Now mind you, I was taught to pray from the time I was a little idiot, bitty thing, never went to bed without kneeling next to my bed, folding my hands and praying and saying, you know, God bless mommy and daddy and my brother Walter. And, and then I would go through every single thing and creature that I could think of and prayer time took a long time, and my mother finally would say, and God knows all those you love, so you can say all those that I love, and that will encompass anybody you forgot. It's okay, honey. Because she would walk out of the room, and I'd say, Mommy, Mommy, come back. I need to pray some more. And she'd be like, no, it's okay. It's okay. God knows what's on your heart. And so I learned to pray from a very young age. And yet it was my children who really taught me to pray because they were much more creative about it than I was. Our son James, he likes, he likes to bless the table for us. And sometimes, especially when it's looking really good and he's ready to eat, he'll say, good job, big guy. 
And that's his prayer. Because sometimes, good job, big guy, lifting that up in praise, that's enough. And there are other times when things are really hard and you want to know why, how, why didn't you, God, why couldn't you have prevented, why couldn't you have changed the outcome of something in our lives. We just want to shake our fist and rail at God because if you're almighty and all-powerful, then why are you not hearing my prayer? And I tell you that's okay because God is big enough and strong enough and most importantly loving enough to hold our anger. God can hold all of it for us. And so learning to pray is about speaking what's on our hearts or sometimes just sitting in the quiet and letting our hearts just connect to God without even having to give words to it. The scripture talks about sighs, groans. The spirit groans for us. And sometimes that's enough. Because we need to pray what's on our hearts, what's in our minds, what we see, what we feel. We need to hold each other in prayer. We need to lift it all up to God. And yet there are a thousand books about prayer written about how to do it, how to do it right. There's a lot of different traditions just within Christianity about how to pray and prayers that are already scripted and prayers that we just pray as they come to us. All different kinds of prayers out there. And it's so easy to say, oh, but the way I pray, this is the right way. The way those other people over there pray, that's wrong. And yet Jesus says that if anybody's casting out demons in my name, don't stop them. Don't stop them. Because they, if they are using my name, my name will come to be part of them. My name will settle in their hearts. My name will heal them and hold them. There's not a right way to pray. There is not a right way to praise. There is not a right way to believe. There are all the ways that God created us that we then can come together, come together and share with each other that unique spark that is our relationship with the divine and share it with each other so that it multiplies. There is so much that we can do when we come together. Instead of drawing those lines about difference, about what's right, about what's wrong, about whose faith is stronger, about whose prayer is better, about how we praise God. When we set those things aside and we actually come together with all these different prayers and words of praise, 
that somehow, as it comes together, it's stronger. Our faith is stronger because we come together to worship as a body of Christ. It gets us up out of ourselves, and together we can make a difference. Together, when we, when we weave those prayers together, as the little monk says, when we weave, the, weave those prayers, if you haven't read The Little Monk, ask me to borrow it, it's a great book. Um, the Little Monk talks about weaving our prayers together, and it's like weaving a tapestry that goes up to God. And so we each bring our own threads, our own forms, our own images into that prayer so that we can reach them up to God. And God will hear our prayers. And we know that God does not erase all our heartache. God is not there to stop trains from flipping over. Or maybe God is most of the time and we just don't know it. We don't know. But we know that, that God is not there to, to fix every disaster that happens. But I do know that God has equipped us to be able to respond with love and grace at those times when people are hurting the most. That God gives us an empathy and a compassion just as Jesus had empathy and compassion for his disciples and all those that he ministered to. Jesus doesn't care that we get it right. Jesus cares that we come together and when we bring each other together, we're able to rub those rough edges off of each other so that we can come together and create something that is beautiful for our world. Together we can do most anything. Together when we set our minds to it, we can usher in peace. We can bless the children in our midst. We can sing songs and make beautiful music so that that praise is lifted up to God. Remember, when we come here and gather together, we're lifting our praises up to the Lord. And by lifting those praises, we are blessed. And even if we walked in with hardened hearts, somehow, we manage to rub those rough edges off of each other. And we get to believe a little bit more, believe a little bit deeper, because we came together as one. We're called together to be the body of Christ. This particular body, here and there, and the body that is so much larger than we are, that comes and brings all of creation together so that we're able to bless and be blessed. That we're able to believe, even on times when it's hard, because we believe for each other. That we're able to pray, and on times when we don't have the words, we'll pray for each other. 
God uses us. We are God's hands and hearts for this broken world. We may think that what we do and what we say doesn't matter, but I tell you it's not true. We are what God uses to create in this world today, to create a better, safer environment, to create more accepting and loving communities, to create places where people feel welcomed. We come together and God works through us. We're no longer alone. We're no longer just you and me. God forms us and binds us through the Holy Spirit to be God's body, the body of Christ for this broken world. And so let us come together, you and me, and all of us, so that we might lift up in prayer and praise, and that we might be a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen.